I'm Austin Bechtold with your fan headlines. Mike Tomlin will speak to the media today at noon. You can hear it right here on 93.7 The Fan, followed by our live reaction to Tomlin's end-of-season press conference comments. The Texans and Baltimore Ravens kick off AFC Divisional action at 4.30. Hear that right here on The Fan. Followed by Pitt Basketball at number 7, Duke at 8. Our coverage begins at 7.30. The Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. That game on 100.1 FM and AM 10.20 at 8.15. Sunday, Tampa Bay at Detroit. Kansas City at Buffalo. Hear those games here on The Fan. For more, go to 93.7thefan.com right now. The Cook and Joe Show. Well, I got to tell you, we got a hell of a show for you today. Action-packed, informative, entertaining. And it all gets starts right started right now. It's the Cook and Joe show. No Joe again today. Another day off for him. I still say it every day. I need his agent. He's off today. One more day. He'll be back with me on Monday morning. Uh, but what a day. What a day we have starting with the Mike Tomlin press conference coming up at high noon. I can't wait to hear some of the things he has to say today. I'm sure he's going to be asked as he was tried to be asked the other day about his coaching future here. If indeed he told his players he's coming back, uh, you know, what went into that decision? Uh, I'll I'll be eager to hear what he says. I'm sure he's going to be asked about that. Uh, Still no official announcement from the team that he's coming back, but at least the the players have said that Tomlin told them during their, uh, you know, their last meeting on, uh, what would it have been, Tuesday, I guess, they played Monday, that uh, he's coming back despite speculation that maybe he was going to take a year off. That speculation came from some pretty good NFL insiders, uh, starting with Jay Glazer, who is known as Tomlin's Tomlin's kind of guy in the media, if you will, the guy Tomlin trusts more than anyone. And, and seemingly when he wants to leak something out, Glazer is the guy he called. He also, uh, that was reported by Adam Schefter and I believe Mike Florio, that Tomlin might take some time off and, and think about his future. But Tomlin told his players, nah, there's no truth to that. I'm going to be back. So we'll hear what Tomlin says about his quarterbacks, about going forward uh, into next year, which will be his 18th season as coach of the Steelers. That's a long time, man. I, I don't think he should come back. I think he should move on. I think they should move on. But uh, they don't care about my opinion, I can tell you that. And nor should they. You know, they got to do what they think is right for them. Um, I just think it's been too long. So Tomlin coming up uh, at noon. I moved uh, Chris Hoke back from usual was 11 spot uh, to 1 o'clock today because I wanted him to help uh, break down some of the things Tomlin said going into the offseason. This will be uh, really the last chance people will have to talk to Tomlin. I don't know if he'll speak at the owner's meeting, at the coach's combine, at the scouting combine, um, I don't know. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. So this is going to be the last shot to hear Tomlin's thoughts on the 2023 season and as he looks ahead to the 2024 season. So that comes up at high noon. Chris Hoke will be with me the entire hour at 1 o'clock, uh, 1 to 2. Uh, Brian Billick, Super Bowl winning coach. Obviously you know him from his Baltimore Ravens days. will be joining me at 1130. Uh, looking forward to talking to him. He always has some good insight on, you know, the playoffs upcoming this week. We're certainly going to be talking about that. Uh, the quarterback situation here with uh, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, uh, Mitch Trubisky's almost an afterthought. I don't think anyone thinks he's going to be back 
uh, next season. But I speaking of the quarterbacks, I get up this morning and I and I see an interesting little story, a little tidbit that comes from uh, Nick Farabaugh of Steelers Now. Uh, com covers the team. And apparently at least one Steeler has made it known his preference for quarterback next year. Most of the guys have danced around that. That's above my pay grade, they say. We love them both, Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett. We're going to rally behind whoever is our quarterback. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But they're like anybody else. You have your favorites at your workplace. I have my favorites here that I work with, and I'm sure the players do as well. Well, one guy put his name on it, Deontay Johnson, and this is a quote uh, from Nick Farabaugh's story on SteelersNow.com. I've been knowing how Mason plays since my rookie year, so it wasn't nothing I wasn't expecting for him not to do. A lot of negatives in that statement, by the way. Wasn't nothing I wasn't expecting for him not to do. I kind of had high hopes of him doing what he's been doing when he became the starter. Now here's the key line. Hopefully he gets the job next year and does what he's got to do, but he did a great job in my opinion. Ah, uh, okay, that's picking a favorite, right? That's my interpretation of that. No, you know, I, I hope Deontay doesn't come out and say, hey, I didn't that wasn't what I meant. That's misinterpreted, taken out of context. It sounds to me like he wants to see Mason Rudolph as the starter next year. And if I had to pick between Rudolph and Pickett, I'm going to pick Rudolph too. But again, my uh, my opinion doesn't matter, nor does really Deontay's in this situation. I'm still convinced Tomlin is going to go back to Pickett next year because of the investment uh, the Steelers have uh, in Pickett, number one draft choice and all that. I think he's going to go to camp as the starter. I don't know what else they're going to do in the offseason, if they're going to try to draft a quarterback, trade for a quarterback, sign a free agent quarterback. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Mason Rudolph's going to come back. He's a free agent. He may not want to. He might get a better offer elsewhere. You know, he certainly has felt, I believe, mistreated here the last couple of years. He never took a snap in 2022. Never took a snap until the 13th game of this season. So I don't know that he's coming back under any circumstances, but if he does... I like him better than Pickett. And I guess uh, Rudolph talked about this in his uh, after the game the other night. He said, you know, no, we fell short. I threw a bad interception, and he did. Threw an interception in the end zone. Um, but I'm pleased with how this offense came together. The guys rallied around each other. They loved each other, committed to each other. And I kind of saw that, too. Uh, you know, especially the game in Seattle and then after the game in Baltimore. The first game in Cincinnati, everybody, yeah, okay, one game. But then Mason did it pretty well for three games. And I kind of sensed that, too, that the players had a belief in him, more so than I felt they had in Pickett. Now, I don't, I don't know that for a fact. They don't all confide in me. But it just felt like there was a difference with the offense with Rudolph running it. And now here's Deontay coming out and saying, uh, hopefully he gets the job next year. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I wonder what Mike Tomlin's reaction is going to be to that. I wonder what Art Rooney II's reaction is going to be to that. I really wonder what Kenny Pickett's reaction will be to that. Now, could this be uh, you know, a little self-serving on Deontay's part? Maybe. He's He's been a big part of the offense the last four games 
with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Go back to the Cincinnati game. Okay, not so much. Two catches, 15 yards. That was a big day for George Pickens. But then go to the uh, Seattle game. Four catches, 76 yards, and he had a 42-yard catch to set up uh, a field goal. Go to the Baltimore game. Four catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. That 71-yard touchdown pass from Rudolph uh, to uh, Deontay Johnson won the game for the Steelers. What was it, 17-10 final? That basically won the game for him, 71-yard touchdown. And then the Buffalo game, four catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. I thought Deontay had a really strong game in that game. So maybe it's a little self-serving on his part, maybe. But maybe he's just being honest and and saying that he hopes Mason wins the job next year. I kind of do too, although I don't think it's going to happen. I think they go right back to Pickett, and that's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to the Mike Tomlin show today uh, to see what he says. I'm sure he's you know he will not say anything definitive. He's not going to announce his starting quarterback today. Maybe I guess he could come out and say. Uh, you know, Pickett's our number one guy, and he got hurt, and, you know, Mason played well, but we're going to go back to Pickett next year. I guess he could say that. I don't really anticipate it, though. But it's an interesting thought, isn't it? Do you have a thought on which one you prefer? I'd love to hear from you. 412-928-9370. 412-928-9370 is the number to reach me. Um, it's just an interesting thought that actually a player came out and put his name endorsing Mason Rudolph. Are you okay with that? 412-928-9370. That's also our uh, fan uh, text line. Uh, 412-928-9370. Uh, coaching news. Some significant coaching news, I would say. Yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys announced that they're sticking with Mike McCarthy, the Pittsburgh guy, Mike McCarthy coming back. There had been a lot of speculation that maybe he would not be back, you know, despite three 12-5 seasons in a row. Uh, but they only won one playoff game in those three seasons, and that was uh, last season. They beat an 8-9 and Tampa Bay team in the wild card round. This year uh, they got crunched by Green Bay badly. Uh, and that's what led to the speculation. A couple years ago, they were beaten by the 49ers at home uh, in a wild card game. So there's been a lot of speculation coming from uh, the Cowboys and from Jerry Jones that uh, it, they were going to make a change. And Jones came out with a statement yesterday uh, saying, I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals. And the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy as our head coach. There is great benefit to continuing the team's progress under Mike's leadership as our head coach. I'm a little surprised. Uh, you know, I saw Jerry Jones' reaction after that loss to Green Bay the other day. Just a horrible, was it 48-32? Green Bay was uh, just dominated the game. Uh, the Cowboys were never, ever in it. And Jones, even after the game, said he was floored by the reaction. He didn't see it coming. Now, Jerry Jones is 81 years old. I don't know how much patience he is going to have, expected to have. He's 81, and he's, and he's in desperate shape to get back to a Super Bowl. Now, I say desperate shape. The man's a multi-billionaire, okay? 
he lives a different life than all of us do. Well, most of us anyway. Um, so, but he wants another Super Bowl, a chance. He won three, right? Two with Jimmy Johnson, one with Barry Switzer. The last one was 1995. They beat the Steelers. Uh, and that is the last time that the Cowboys have been to a Super Bowl. That's a long time. Jerry Jones, like we all were, was a much, much younger man in 1995. He's 81 now. He wants one. I got to think he's, he has to be realizing, hey, I may be running out of time here. Hey, he may live to be 100 for all I know, uh, but the odds of that aren't good. But he's coming back. He's doubling down on uh, Mike McCarthy. And I have no problem with that. I mean, I, you know, McCarthy's had three 12 and five seasons in a row, but only won one playoff game. Well, that's one more than Mike Tomlin has won in the last seven years. I guess there's different expectations, different. You know, we always hear the Steelers say the standard is the standard. Well, I think the Cowboys' standard might be a little higher uh, than what the Steelers' standard is, at least as of these days. Same thing in New England. The standard there is a little higher. Bill Belichick won uh, six Super Bowls, had a really horrible year this year, and ends up being pushed out. And that leads me to the next topic. Gerard Mayo introduced uh, as the new Patriots coach uh, yesterday. Uh, and this was the, the opening statement from Robert Kraft, who's no young guy either anymore, uh, would love to get another Super Bowl, even though his cup is runneth over with Super Bowls. Quote, I've been running businesses for more than 50 years, and in my experience, the most successful leadership transitions happen when you're privileged to develop talent from within. Gerard Mayo is a patriot, okay? Uh, he, he was drafted out of Tennessee to play for uh, the Patriots. He became joined their coaching staff in 2019. He's been their defensive coordinator. Um, there were stories coming out of New England even before the season were that he was going to be the guy. He was the coach in waiting if, uh, if Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin, if Bill Belichick didn't get things turned around. And Belichick didn't, and those stories were absolutely accurate because now Gerard Mayo – uh, is the coach of the New England Patriots. Belichick, I don't know what's going to happen to him. He interviewed in Atlanta the other day. I'm wondering if, uh, you know, Jerry Jones somehow talked to him. Uh, I, I, I thought maybe, uh, you know, Belichick would end up in Dallas. Now we know that's not going to happen because uh, Mike McCarthy's coming back. I just wonder if Belichick let it be known that he wasn't interested in that Dallas job. Maybe he's going to go to Atlanta. Uh, somewhere else, who knows, Washington perhaps. He's a big name in the coaching carousel this offseason. Jim Harbaugh certainly is. You know, There's been a renewed speculation uh, that he's made all these demands to stay at Michigan, including uh, one that he wouldn't be fired despite any NCAA sanctions that might come up. You know, Michigan's been accused of cheating, it seems like, nine or ten times. Uh, and last year... Harbaugh was suspended on two different occasions. I don't think he's going to end up back in Michigan. I think he's going to end up in the pros, maybe with the Chargers. He's interviewed there. They have the quarterback that, you know, the other opening jobs really don't have uh, in Justin Herbert. But he's out there. Belichick is out there. The other name that's been thrown around a lot is Mike Vrabel. Um, he could end up being a, uh, a candidate. Uh, in a lot of different places. No word yet on the, what might be his landing destination. A lot of people thought it would be New England, 
because like uh, Mayo, he played for the Patriots, has been inducted uh, into their Ring of Honor, Hall of Honor, whatever they call it up there. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see where these guys land. Tennessee, of course, because Vrabel was gone, they're looking for a job, a coach as well. All right, that's the latest in the NFL front. The Steelers, Deontay Johnson saying, hey, I hope Mason wins the job next year. How do you think Pickett's going to react to that? How about Tomlin? How about Art Rooney? 412-928-9370. You'll be up when we come back. we got a special little surprise for you at 11 o'clock. I don't think you want to miss it. A little bit of a trip down memory lane for me and us here at the fan. That coming up at 11 o'clock. But your phone call's next. We are just getting started on this uh, chilly but clear uh, Thursday morning in Pittsburgh. I know you have a lot of choices on your radio dial, and I'm absolutely pleased that you have it tuned in to 93.7 The Fan. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Mike Tomlin will speak to the media today at noon for his end-of-season press conference. You can hear it right here on The Fan. Penguins, 48 total points. That's tied for fourth in Metropolitan Division. The Pens are one point out of a wild-card spot. Don't take the ice again until Saturday at 10 p.m. in Vegas against the Golden Knights. Headlines are Robert Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Ron Cook jumping back in with you to talk about Mr. Rooter Plumbing, my favorite plumbing company, because it's Pittsburgh's best plumbing company. One of the reasons, uh, you know, Bob Beal has been doing this for a long time, 21 years in this market, getting bigger, stronger every day. Well, he learned a business from his dad back in the 1960s who said, son, you know, you do a good job, you charge a reasonable price, uh, and people, you're going to have a long, successful career. And that's what Bob Beal has done with Mr. Rooter Plumbing. He and his right-hand man, Spider Alexander, have built a plumbing company empire in Pittsburgh. You see the trucks out on the road every day, over 50 of them. Uh, I see them every day coming in to work or going home from work. They're out there going to somebody's home to fix a broken water heater, maybe to somebody's business to fix a backed-up sewer. As I said, they've been doing this for going on 21 years. I can't recommend them enough. Write the number down, 412-Rooter2, 412-Rooter2. Check out the website, MrRooterPittsburgh.com. If, if you've heard me say it once, you've heard me say it a hundred times. Pittsburgh's number one full-service plumbing company, Mr. Rooter Plumbing. I had to laugh hearing that uh, Boomer Esiason Sports Minute when he talked about Gerard Mayo referring to Robert Kraft as young Thundercat. He referred to him a couple times. Uh, I watched a little bit of his coming out party yesterday, Mayo, and he referred to him as, as Thunder said, as, as Thunder said, uh, Thunder this, Thunder that. Uh, where did that come from? Young Thundercat. I don't know. Hey, we'll see how long their good working relationship lasts. Um, Kraft, obviously not the most patient guy in the world. Belichick won really horrible year this year and both sides moving on. Uh, we'll see how Mayo does. I really, really, really thought that maybe Mike Vrabel would get that job, but they ended up staying in-house. And as Kraft said, he's always found that developing young talent in-house is the way to go. So uh, we'll see how that plays out for them in New England. Meanwhile, Mike Tomlin will speak at high noon today. A uh, very anticipated news conference. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear him being asked, Mike, you got one year left on your contract uh, and see how his reaction is as opposed to, to what it was uh, the other night when he walked off of the podium. And also, uh, he might be asked about Deontay Johnson. 
in a story in Steelers now, Nick Faribault saying, hey, I hope Mason wins the job uh, next year. I think he's done a good job. Um, you don't usually find players picking one side or the other in, in any kind of a quarterback. I don't say controversy because I don't think the Steelers have a quarterback, but uh, any kind of a quarterback issue and Deontay coming out, put his name on it, at least for now, you know, hopefully he won't backtrack if he gets feedback on this saying, Hey, I hope Mason's the guy. He did a good job. I, I, I tend to agree with him. I Mason showed me more in those four games than Pickett has you know, most of this season. Uh, I know Pickett had a couple great drives at the end of last year to beat the Raiders, to beat the Ravens, but seemed to take a big step back for me uh, this year. And now he has put himself, uh, Rudolph has put himself in a position to either compete for the job here or maybe get a contract somewhere else. He's a free agent, and I could see him leaving at the end of this year. What did you think about Deontay, uh, his comments? How about Mike McCarthy coming back in Dallas? I really thought that that was a place that uh, uh, Bill Belichick could have ended up. But Jerry Jones saying, uh, you know, continuity, we want to stay, uh, we're close, and McCarthy is the guy to get us over the hump. One and three in the playoffs he is. Uh, despite uh, three, the past three years, he's gone tw- had 12 and five seasons. Just won the one playoff game against a bad Tampa team last year, but I keep pointing out, I think, because it's a fact, uh, one more playoff win than Mike Tomlin's had in the last seven years. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Let's go to the lines, and Steve is first up this morning. Hey, Steve. Hey, hello. I wanted to make a comment about Rudolph and uh, Kenny, and I did like Rudolph a lot. I don't think he ever got a fair shake. And my problem with Rudolph is I get all my information from you guys. He's not mobile. And when I hear non-mobile, I hear what you guys are saying. You don't have much of a chance in the NFL if you don't got a mobile quarterback. So that's my only problem with that. No, and, and Steve, and Steve, can... Steve, your point is well taken. Uh, you know, I don't think Pickett is the most mobile guy. He's not Lamar Jackson or uh, Kyler Murray, no, but no. he's he's more mobile than 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 Rudolph is. And and Tomlin has said he wants a mobile quarterback. And that's probably a big reason why he stayed away from Rudolph all this time. He didn't turn to Rudolph until he absolutely had to, right? Yeah, there was something there for it because he's still a pretty young guy. He didn't take a beating or nothing like Rossenberger, but he's pretty uh stiffened up even on his quarterback sneaks. But with Kenny, I want to make a quick uh, comment on him. When he started his first two games, they were elite defenses, and that guy was chased all over the place. He had a second and a half to figure out which direction he was running. His receivers were running four-second routes. So if they did get open, they were hopping up and down, waving their hands like high school football or street football. But then his receivers went down. They only had pickings, and he was running up the sidelines only being boxed out. So he wasn't even a factor in the game. This went on for six or seven games like this. I mean, he really, he does look bad, but I believe, you know, you could have put the goat in there, and I, I think he would have had a hard time at it. Because Our, he had no receivers. He uh, wasn't allowed to use, imagine, he, he came out of the college, and your great coach there gave him no coach for a quarterback, gave him a high school coordinator, and told him not to throw in the middle of the field and don't throw too deep. And meanwhile, he got his butt chased around. 
Well, we'll I mean, see if things change next year. And thanks, Steve, for the call. I truly believe that Tomlin's going to go right back to him. I'll be surprised if that doesn't happen. Now, uh, are they going to bring in somebody else, a veteran? Are they going to sign a free agent? Are they going to trade for somebody? Or are they going to draft somebody? I still think that's a possibility. Uh, but right now, the way things shape, my bet would be uh, that Pickett will be the starter and Tomlin, then uh, Rudolph might sign somewhere else. That's just uh, my gut feeling on this. Maybe they'll bring them both back, but they better bring in somebody else because I, you know, I don't think they can win with just those two guys. Jay is up next. Hey, Jay, good morning. Good morning, Ron. How you doing? Good. No, uh, it's going to be an interesting press conference because Tomlin just looked so tired and worn out on the sidelines. Well, the, uh, you also got to remember he was standing out there in about minus 20-degree wind chill for four hours, too. I don't think any of us would have looked good in that situation, right? No, I, no, that's a good point, but it's going to be an interesting press conference, and I, I thought both sides would, would want a clean, fresh start somewhere else. Uh, I don't think his message is getting through anymore. Uh, that that does happen with coaches, especially uh, hockey coaches, but it happens in football as well. Well, you know, the argument to that is the counter-argument. The, the Tomlin loyalists will say they were 7-7. Seven and seven. They just had three horrible losses, and he kept them together. He rallied he them to a playoff spot. I guess that's the counter-argument to it, Jay. Well, okay, but he, no, he, he did a good job there, but uh, he just looks worn out. That's all. I'm with you, man. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate the phone call. I'm uh, I'm all with you on that. Um, I just I think it's time, but you know, obviously the Steelers don't. Uh, you know, I don't think uh, Tomlin would have come out and said I'm coming back to his players if he hadn't had assurances from Art the Second that he was. Uh, he still has a year left on his contract. We'll see how that plays out. That's another interview I'm really eager to hear. Art usually speaks some point after Tomlin. Uh, does his season wrap up maybe tomorrow? Uh, probably not until next week. Uh, and, and Art will be asked, you know, why are you staying with this guy? You haven't won a playoff game in seven years. The past five years, you got crunched. You know, why not a change? And we'll see what Art says. I'm sure he's going to say we value continuity and stability and Mike's a tremendous coach and blah, 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 blah. Let's go to Jim is next. Hey, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, yeah, I had a thought about the quarterback situation and maybe what the Steelers might be thinking based off of an interview Ed Bouchette had done about two days ago. And he was asked about what he thought, and he said, you know, the team losing in the playoffs and whatnot. And he said that if you think the team is a quarterback away, the, he doesn't think they are. He said there's seven positions on this team that need to be uh, replaced uh, to even make them competitive. And he doesn't think that you're going to fill those, all those seven positions in one year, no matter what you do. And it made me think that maybe that's what the Steelers might be thinking too. We're not a quarterback away from being competitive like everybody wants. So I, I kind of wonder, you know, given what's out there with quarterback, is there even a, a player that's going to make that difference given you need four positions on defense. Well, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they do. They got more issues than just quarterback, but you say be competitive. They did win 10 games this year. They did go to yeah. a playoff spot. They did get a playoff spot this year. Now, they got killed in Buffalo, mm -hmm. you know, falling behind 21 nothing. They held, kind of held it together a little bit. 
Um, I don't think – I think they're more than a quarterback away, but I would like to start with the quarterback and see what happens, you know? I, Yeah, I agree. I just don't know that there's anyone that they could get realistically that's going to make a, that difference to overcome those other positions. And I, I agree, 10 and 7 is pretty good. But when you consistently look at their losses in the playoffs, it's the defense in the first half that has torched them. And All right. Ed said there were – Ed said there were four positions that needed to be addressed on defense. All right, Jay. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks. Have a great day. Let's move on uh, to Ken. Hey, Ken. Yeah, hey. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I just, um, just my opinion, I have a three-parter. Um, I think Mitch Trubisky went downhill when he first got here and had that gathering in Florida, and the young man got killed. I don't think he's been the same mentally since. And the second part is, wouldn't it be great if the NFL could have transfer portals? <laughs> and and thirdly... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take Jordan I'd, Love in Green Bay or C.J. Stroud in Houston. I'd lobby for him to them to transfer to Pittsburgh, right? Right, right. But, you know, it could save teams money, like people want to move and... Other teams don't want well, them. Hey, Ken, it's a, nice, it's a nice thought, man, but I don't think that's going to happen. Thanks for the call. Let's and, move on to Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Ron. Um, you touched upon it a second ago while I was on hold, but um, here's my question. So um, they leave Buffalo uh, Monday night, and then Tuesday morning, Mike Tomlin tells the team he's not going anywhere. He's staying isn't that putting Mr. Rooney in a bad position? Like when, like what if Mr. Rooney did want to get rid of him? Like, or when would they, I guess, when would Mike and Mr. Rooney, when would they have had time for a discussion? Well, I mean, I losing the game in Buffalo on Tuesday morning. I know what you're saying, Michelle, but I don't think Mike said this, would have said this out of out of school. I mean, I think he knows he's safe here. I think Art has probably conveyed that to him. I don't think he would ever have said that if he didn't know that he was coming back. He's got a year left on his deal. All the stories were that he wouldn't be fired, but that he might consider moving on and, you know, taking a year off. So I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, but I don't think that was an issue because I think he was pretty safe uh, knowing that he is going to be back next year. Okay. All right. Thank uh, you. All right, Michelle. You have a great day. Thanks for calling. Uh, we're going to take a few more of your phone calls before the top of the hour. We have a little bit of a surprise for you coming up. I think you'll enjoy it. Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them online uh, at southhillskia.net. And the fan hotline is pre- all guests on the fan come to you on the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. We'll continue your phone calls next. Before the surprise, Brian Billick at the bottom of the hour at 1130, Mike Tomlin at high noon, and then Chris Hoke with me for the entire 1 o'clock hour to sum up uh, his thoughts on the Steelers' season and what Tomlin has to say. I'm Ron Cook at Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Gordon Ian Rappaport, former Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, will have a second interview with the Falcons brass this weekend after meeting with owner Arthur Blank one-on-one this past week. Mike Tomlin will meet with the media today at noon for his end-of-season press conference. 
And reports said on Tuesday he told his team he will be back for the 2024 season. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. You know, I love these stories coming out of Detroit. They're rallying around Dan Campbell, their kneecap, as they should. Uh, I see you know, they're trying to win the first uh, can, two playoff games in the same season since 1957. <laughs> Think about that. We're on Tomlin for not winning a playoff game in seven years. They haven't won one. Two, they won one the other day. They beat the Rams. Uh, they haven't won one since 57. I see the tickets for the game this weekend. They're going to play Tampa. Sunday afternoon, $1,186, the average price. That's the highest for a divisional round game ever. And now I just see a little blurb on Campbell on TV saying, for those loyal fans in Detroit that you deserve this, for those doubters, uh, stay off the train. It's too late for you. Uh, You know, just be careful, coach. Uh, You know, it's nice to be on top the way he is now. I never heard anyone in sports usually tell with any brains to tell people not to jump on the train. You want the mo- most support you can possibly have, but he he's one of a kind. I'll say that. He is one of a kind, but uh, stay off the train. It's too late for you. All right, let's finish uh, with a couple calls before our little surprise at the top of the hour. Let's go to Mick. Hey, Mick, how are you? Hi, Ron. Uh, let me make a quick prediction about today's press conference. If they ask Tomlin about Johnson, he's going to say he's unaware of it. He's going to play like he don't know nothing about it, and you know he does. Right, yeah, that's probably a fair assessment, I would guess, yeah. Mick, did you drop off there? All right, Mick managed to make a point. Let's go to Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Hi, Ron. This is a first-time caller. I just wanted to know uh, why the national media, especially uh, get up on uh, ESPN, they feel it would be terrible to let Tallman go, but they think it would be terrible to keep uh, Mike McCarthy, which I guess they decided to do. Yeah, they did. uh, Dallas is keeping McCarthy. You know, uh, we've we've talked about this many times, Daryl. There's just different perspective. Tallman's 17 years in. Uh, everybody loves them nationally, much more so than locally. I can't explain it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Daryl, you call anytime. You're always welcome. Let's go to Mason. This isn't Mason Rudolph, is it? No, no, not Mason Rudolph. I wish Mason would call in. Not uh, You're <laughs> fine, Mason. You're fine. No, I just want to say I've always been a little bit of a Thomas supporter, and this year was one of the years where I started to – second guess that um but near the end of the season i really just think um once we got rid of uh, matt canada i think the offense sort of showed a lot of signs of being better with kenny pickett coming out for 400 yards um we had a couple skids and i think that was really testament that mitch trubisky is not a starting quarterback in the nfl um but once mason got in there as well we uh, we continuously put up good numbers and i think even in that game against buffalo if we can limit some of those early turnovers and have a couple more breaks going our way yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, if, 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 and if. I mean, you don't eliminate turnovers. You don't eliminate the bad breaks. That's part of it, right? I was always taught, uh, you know, uh, Mason, that good teams find ways to win and bad teams find ways to lose. I mean, you're 100% right. I'm just saying, I think, 
I'm think I think if we 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 give a best effort that game and we don't come out slow, I think that's a team we can easily beat. And I think they're even even the Super Bowl favorites with how hot they came into that postseason. So if we're if we're talking about being able to beat, at least in my opinion, one of the best teams going into this postseason, a potential Super Bowl favorites, uh, we beat the Ravens. I think this is a team that you know maybe a couple good breaks, like you said, maybe we have to create our own luck and we have to find ways to make these things happen. And definitely got to start getting more playoff wins. I'll agree with that 100. percent but I think this is a team that, you know, got right back on track near the end of the season and really had a chance to make a run if, you know, that first game could have went a little bit better. All right, Mason, you're a very optimistic man, a little bit more than me. Uh, I want to tell you it's a 50-minute mark on the fan. It's brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jot, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township. They are celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Let's get back to the lines, and Tony is next. Hey, Tony. Uh, great to talk to you again, Ron. Um, my uh, uh, theory is that Kenny Pickett will start next year. And if the Steelers do not bring in a uh, quality backup quarterback, a veteran, I think they keep Mason Rudolph. And the reason I think they keep Mason Rudolph, even though he's a free agent, I think they keep him because uh, Kenny Pickett is prone to injury and they're going to need someone like Mason Rudolph to come in and take over for him. What do you think? Well, that? and thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, Pickett has had some history of injuries. There's no doubt. Um, I don't know that Mason's going to want to come back here, though. He's a free agent. He, he's got – he and his agent can go out there and, and play the field, if you will, and maybe find a chance to, you know, get a, be, a better situation here. I'm with you that they go back to Pickett, and I also am with you that I would like to see them try to uh, – find a veteran quarterback out there that can at least provide some competition, maybe even be a little bit better than Mason Rudolph. Let's go to uh, Bernie next. Hey, Bernie. Hey, Ron. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hey, listen, um, I agree with you 100% with respect to Tomlin leaving. Um, over the years, I've been a defender of Tomlin, giving him, you know, giving him his props for what he's done, but – I believe that now you, you need a change. Um, with every great leader, they always look around and they know their weaknesses, and they go ahead and they put people and surround them that actually are strong. Tomlin needs to do that. And if he doesn't do that, the Steelers are going to remain in mediocrity for a long time. Next year they have a brutal schedule, if you saw it or not. But they'd be lucky maybe next year to win four games if there's uh, not. They always win more than four games under Tomlin, though. You know that. They'll go eight. They'll be nine and eight, or you know, something around there, like they always are. Uh, I'm with you. He needs to do better on his coaching staff, and that'll be something that he might be asked today. I would expect we're going to hear some announcements, maybe not today, but coming up soon. And thanks, Bernie, for the call. That there are going to be some changes on the coaching staff, and for sure on the offensive coordinator position, they got to find somebody young, dynamic open-minded, and, and have Tomlin kind of stay out of the way a little bit, uh, if you will. Let's finish up this segment with Richard. Hey, Richard. Hey, hey, longtime fan. Appreciate um, it. Hey, I, I, I have to – listen, again, everyone says it. So everyone I, – I, I agree with you. It's time for Tomlin to go. I think the, uh, the message is stale. But he's and, not going anywhere, so nope, let's, let's move nope. on. Yeah, well, you know who I would move on was Dante Johnson. You know, that was just unprofessional, him, him leaking out about how he wants Mason. You know what? He's still Pittsburgh Steelers, you know? And uh, I, 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 listen, he's more trouble than he's worth. If they want to, they should, they should clean, they should, he should be getting out of there 
if Tomlin don't go, he needs to clean house with his, his uh, team and put, put uh, some of these guys on notice. Well, I, I get it, and thanks. I can't believe Tomlin's real pleased with Deontay saying that. Uh, I can't believe Kenny Pickett's real pleased with Deontay saying that, but he said it, so they're going to move on. We'll see if Tomlin is asked about it today and how he reacts to it. All right, we got a nice little surprise for you coming up. I think you'll enjoy it. Joe always calls this kind of thing a little treat, if you will. It's coming up next at the top of the hour. Brian Billick at 1130, Super Bowl winning coach. Get his take on all things Steelers and NFL playoffs here. Fan weather. It's sunny out, decent here, but uh, cold. A little warmer than yesterday, though. 31 today, low of 18 tonight. Uh, Good chance of snow overnight. Temperatures dropping into the mid-20s. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazers, Blazers, Equinoxes, and Silverados at sunchevy.com and Sun Chevy Route 19 in McMurray.